Hi guys, a beautiful morning to you all. Today's Bible reading is taken from 2 Samuel 19 and 2 Samuel 20. And our memory verse taken from 2 Samuel 19 verse 1. Behold, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. Let's take a few moments to ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, open our ears and open our hearts. To hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to be saying to us today. And Joab was told, Behold, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people. For the people heard it said that day, the king is grieved for his son. And the people stole back into the city that day as people who are ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. But the king covered his face and the king cried out with a loud voice, Oh, my son, Absalom. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Then Joab came into the house to the king and said, Today you have disgraced all your servants who today have saved your life, the lives of your sons and daughters, the lives of your wives and the lives of your concubines, in that you love your enemies and hate your friends. For you have declared today that you regard neither princes nor servants. For today I perceive that if Absalom had lived and all of us had died today, then it would have pleased you well. Now therefore, arise. Go out and speak comfort to your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if you do not go out, not one will stay with you this night. And that will be worse for you than all the evil that has befallen you from your youth until now. Then the king arose and sat in the gate. And they told all the people, saying, There is the king sitting in the gate. So all the people came before the king, for every one of Israel had fled to his tent. Now all the people were in a dispute throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king saved us from the hand of our enemies. He delivered us from the hand of the Philistines. And now he has fled from the land because of Absalom. But Absalom, whom we are anointed over us, has died in battle. Now therefore, why do you say nothing about bringing the king back? So King David sent to Zadok and Abiata the priest, saying, Speak to the elders of Judah, saying, why are you the last to bring the king back to his house? Since the words of all Israel have come to the king, to this very house. You are my brethren. You are my bone and my flesh. Why then are you the last to bring back the king? And say to Amas, are you not my bone and my flesh? God do so to me and more also, if you are not commander of the army before me, continually in place of Joab. So he swayed the heart of all the men of Judah, just as the art of one man, so that he sends this word to the king, Return, you and all your servants. Then the king returned and came to Jordan. And Judah came to Gilgah to go to meet the king, to escort the king across Jordan. And Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite, who was from Bahurim, hurried and came down with the men of Judah to meet King David. There was a thousand men of Benjamin with him. And Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, and his fifteen sons, and his twenty servants with him, and they went over the Jordan before the king. Then a ferry boat went across to carry over the king's household and to do what he thought good. Now Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king when he crossed to the Jordan. Then he said to the king, Do not let my lord impute iniquity on me, or remember what wrong your servant did on the day that my lord the king left Jerusalem, that the king should take it to heart. For I, your servant, know that I have sinned. Therefore, here I am, the first to come to thee of all the house of Joseph, to go down to meet my lord the king. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, answered and said, Shall not Shimei, 
be put to death for this because he cursed the Lord's anointed. And David said, what have I to do with you? You sons of Zeruiah, that you should be adversaries to me today. Shall any man be put to death today in Israel? For do I not know that today I am king over Israel? Therefore the king said to Shimei, you shall not die. And the king swore to him. Now Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king, and he had not cared for his feet, nor trimmed his mustache, nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day he returned in peace. So it was, when he had come to Jerusalem to meet the king, that the king said to him, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? And he answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me. For your servant said, I will saddle a donkey for myself, that I may ride on it and go to the king, because your servant is lame. And he has slandered your servant to my lord the king, but my lord the king is like the angel of God. Therefore, do what is good in your eyes. For all my father's house were but dead men before my lord the king. Yet you set your servant among those who eat at your own table. Therefore, what right have I still to cry out any more to the king? So the king said to him, Why do you speak any more of your matters? I have said, You and Ziba divide the land. Then Mephibosheth said to the king, Rather, let him take it all, inasmuch as my king the king has come back in peace to his own house. And Barzillai, the Gileadite, came down from Rogelim and went across the Jordan with the king to escort him across the Jordan. Now Barzillai was a very aged man, 80 years old, and he had provided the king with supplies while he stayed at Mahinam, for he was a very rich man. And the king said to Barzillai, Come across with me, and I will provide for you while you are with me in Jerusalem. But Brasilia said to the king, How long have I to live, that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? I am today 80 years old. Can I discern between the good and bad? Can your servants taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear any longer the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be a further burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way across the Jordan with the king. And why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please, let your servants turn back again, that I may die in my own city, near the grave of my father and mother. But here is your servant, Chimham, let him cross over with my lord the king, and do for him what seems good to you. And the king answered, Chimham shall cross over with me, and I will do for him what seems good to you. Now whatever you request of me, I will do for you. Then all the people went over the Jordan, and when the king had crossed over, the king kissed Basilel and blessed him, and he returned to his own place. Now the king went on to Gilgal, and Chimham went on with him, and all the people of Judah escorted the king, and also half the people of Israel. Just then, all the men of Israel came to the king, and said to the king, Why have our brethren, the men of Judah, stolen you away, and brought the king, his household, and all David's men with him across the Jordan? So all the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, Because the king is a close relative of ours. Why then are you angry over this matter? Have we ever eaten at the king's expense? Or has he given us any gift? And the men of Israel answered the men of Judah and said, We have ten shares in the king. Therefore, we also have more right to David than you. Why then do you despise us? Were we not the first to advise bringing back our king? Yet, the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. Never be afraid or be too ashamed to show your emotional side. 
never be too ashamed to show that you are human. As kingly as King David was, King David was not ashamed to grieve his son, despite the fact that his son wanted to kill him. He was not afraid to show that he was emotional and he could cry. This is another reason why David could shamelessly and undignifiedly dance in the presence of God. Never be ashamed to show your emotions. This does not mean that you are emotionally unstable or you cannot manage your emotions. This just means that you are an emotionally stronger, matured person. When you know when to show your emotions and when not to show your emotions and react to things. In this chapter, we learned many things. To be emotionally matured. Another thing that we saw is that when the Lord turned against the captivity of Zion, they were like them that dreamt. From David be, being someone that he was in hiding from his son, hiding for his life, to be the one that Israel and Judah are fighting for. When the Lord decides to shine his light upon you, nobody, I repeat, nobody can dim your light. Finally, he came to the understanding of David that, ah, ah, these sons of Zeruai, Joab and his brother, they are always causing trouble. Which one is, why will you be telling me to kill somebody after my, I've lost my son? These people, let, let them live. Another thing we learn from emotional maturity is that we should not react to people we think they are our enemies. We've seen the growth of David from the very first moment he was anointed to when he experienced Saul down to when he became king, when he killed Uriah and then repented down to when his son Absalom wanted to kill him. We see how David has now learned to manage his emotions. He decided that he would not just be killing anybody anyhow even if they deserved it. When David went away from the city of David, he found out some people that were enemies to him. Yet when he came back, he didn't decide that, oh, I'll kill these people. He went on to ask her, why did you do this to me? And they explained. And the ones that said, ah, forgive me. Please forgive me, my king. I know that I messed up. And he decided that he was not going to kill them or touch any one of them. Walking with God facilitates your growth. When you walk with God, so many things will change in you. And we see it in the life of David when he always made this prayer, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. Show me the deep things. Show me the things that you're supposed to correct, that's supposed to be corrected so that I may stand before you, holy and righteous. We see it in the life of David. We see it in the Psalms. We see it in Second Samuel. David was human. He was as human as every one of us. He had anger issues, he killed, he had lust, he acted on his lust, yet he went back and repented in the presence of God and let the Spirit of God transform him. God does not need perfect people. He just needs humble people who are teachable and you are good to go. We move on to the next chapter. And there happened to be there a rebel whose name was Sheba, the son of Betri, a Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no share in David, nor do we have an inheritance in the son of Jesse, every man of Israel, to his tent. So every man of Israel deserted David and followed Sheba, the son of Bertrand. But the men of Judah from the Jordan, as far as Jerusalem, remained loyal to their king. Now David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house, and put them in seclusion and supported them 
but did not go into them. So they were shut up to the day of their deaths, living in widowhood. And the king said to Amasa, Assemble the men of Judah for me within three days, and be present here yourself. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he delayed longer than the set time which David had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, Now, Sheba, the son of Bitri, will do more harm to us than Absalom. Take your Lord's servant and pursue him, lest he find for himself fortified cities and escape us. So Joab's men, with the Cherites, the Pelatites, and all the mighty men, went out after him, and they went out to Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, the son of Betray. When they were at the large stone, which is in Gibeon, Amasa came before them. Now Joab was dressed in battle armor. On it was a belt with a sword fastened in his sheet at his hip. And as he was going forward, it fell out. Then Joab said to Amasa, Are you in health, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. But Amasa did not notice the sword that was in Joab's hand, and he struck him with it in the stomach, and his entrails poured out on the ground, and he did not strike him again. Thus he died. Then Joab and Abishai his brother pursued Sheba the son of Betri. Meanwhile, one of Joab's men stood near Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, follow Joab. But Amasa wallowed in his own blood in the middle of the highway. And when the man saw that all the people stood still, he moved Amasa from the highway to the field and threw a garment over him. When he saw that everyone who came upon him altered, when he was removed from the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba, the son of Betri. And he went through all the tribes of Israel to Abel and Beth Machaha and all the Berites. So they were gathered together and also went after Sheba. Then they came and besieged him in Abel of Beth Machaha. And they cast up a siege mound against the city. And it stood by the rampart. And all the people who were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then a wise woman cried out from the city, Yeah, yeah, please say to Joab, Come nearby that I may speak with you. When he had come near to her, the woman said, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Hear the words of your maidservant. And he answered, I am listening. So she spoke, saying, They used to talk in former times, saying, they shall surely seek guidance at Abel, and so they would end disputes. I am among the peaceables and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me, that I should swallow up or destroy. That is not so. But a man from the mountains of Ephraim, Sheba the son of Betri by name, has raised his hand against the king, against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. So the woman said to Joab, Watch, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman in her wisdom went to all the people, and they cut off the head of Sheba the son of Betri, and threw it out to Joab. Then he blew a trumpet, and they withdrew from the city, every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem, and Joab was over all the army of Israel. Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the Cherites and the Pelatites. Adoram was in charge of revenue. Jehoshaphat, the son of Hailud, was recorder. Shiva was scribe. Zadok and Abiata were the priests. And Ira, the Jeratites, was a chief minister under David. In this chapter, we see the effect of being proactive and being on time and also being effective. 
David had picked someone else to be commander of his army. And he said, Bobo, gather people and follow this guy in three days. Come here. Let's see how you do it and go. But then it took longer than it should have. Longer than the three days that David did. So David said that, oh yeah, Joab. Joab's brother, oh yeah, you people. Yeah, go and chase after victory. Because it will do even more harm to us than Absalom if we let him roam free. Amasa was supposed to be a replacement for Joab and his brother. But then because he was not proactive, and Joab found out that they would replace him if he was not careful. So he decided that he was going to kill Amasa. So he killed Amasa and he remained in his position. Although this is not right, we need to understand that it is important to be effective because most people want those who get the work done. You shout, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But are you effective? If I give you work, can you do it well? Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith with my works. Have you seen a man diligent in all that he does? He will stand before kings and not mere men. Understand that this is a principle from God himself. Build yourself, develop yourself, and get your hands to work. And this is how I went to this Bible study. I hope you guys have a great day. Feel the inviting the Holy Spirit into your daily activities. I love you. And Jesus loves you even more.